Welcome to The Laundry Hour, a podcast encouraging stay-at-home moms to fulfill their God-given and extraordinary purpose in their seemingly ordinary lives. I'm your host, Jamie Williams. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of The Laundry Hour. If you are new, I'm so grateful to have you. If you've been with me for a while, I'm so grateful to have you. Either way, I'm grateful to have you. Um, I am excited for today. I'm excited for every day, honestly, that we get to talk about God's Word and and be encouraged and, and think about how He wants us to live extraordinary lives, even though it seems like we're living something, you know, ordinary in the mundane of staying home and being moms and wives and homemakers. I think there's something beautiful that we get to do. We get to help our husbands. We get to mother and train our children. We get to love other women around us. We have such such a big ministry and a call, even though it may not seem like it. So that's why I get excited every time we get to talk. And I'm also excited because we're going to talk a little bit more about loving the church. Two weeks ago, we talked about in Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit and the truth of the gospel come together, the the church is formed. Believers of Jesus Christ are born, and they gather, and they love each other. And, And we saw in so many scriptures in the book of John where Jesus talks about how Our love for one another and our unity with one another is our greatest witness as a church. Our greatest witness, obviously, us telling them about him is too. But imagine what our telling about Jesus and then our living like Jesus does for people, you know. Um, It backs up the words that we've said. And so today I want to talk about just practical ways that we can love one another. And I love (laughs) that the fact that the new command that Jesus gave us in John, love one another as I have loved you, that phrase one another is used so many places in scripture, specifically talking about other people in the body of Christ, members of God's church. That's what those one another's um, are directed towards. Like those one another's aren't specifically about the world or people that don't believe in Jesus. Like they're specifically talking about loving a believer this way or praying for a believer this way or bringing joy to a believer this way. Um, So I really like that phrase one another. Whenever you see it in scripture, know that that is meant for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Know that that is meant for the church, for your church, for all church members, all believers um, of Jesus. That's your your duty to them, your sisterly love to them, um, as well as theirs to you. And so I just wanted to read a few of those one another's today. And... We're going (laughs) to pretend like it's a Bible study because I have my Bible here and I'm going to open it. I have it preset where, um, what I'm going to read, like I know what I'm going to 
go to, but I haven't flipped to it. So um, hopefully you're able to sit down and and flip with me. If not, continue folding or cooking or cleaning or whatever you're doing, driving while you're listening to this. And so I'm excited to just read some of these scriptures over you. So I have a little framed thing that I, I think we were given for our wedding and it has lots of one another's on it. Which of course that makes sense since, you know, you get married and you are commissioned and reminded to love one another. But what I also love about this is that, you know, this is for the church. And of course, my husband is part of the church, but he's not the only one a part of the church, right? So the first line on here, there's one, two, three, there are 11 on here, but the first line says to love and accept one another. And it has Romans 14, 1, Romans 15, 7, 1 Peter 1, 22, 1 John 4, 7. And I'm going to read Romans 15, 7. It says, therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. And I think that's where the accept comes from. Welcome, accept, um, And right after Paul says that, he talks about Jews and Gentiles. So it's very, based off of our understanding of Scripture, um, the Jews didn't welcome and accept the Gentiles, all of them, didn't easily welcome them into the body of Christ. And what Paul is saying is, hey, welcome them. Just like Christ welcomed you into the body, Jew, welcome this Gentile into the body. The same way, right? Love one another as I have loved you. Welcome one another as I have welcomed you. Accept one another as I have accepted you. Yes, culturally, you wouldn't have accepted him. But now that you are part of a new body, you're a new creature, now you do. So the next line says, pray for one another. Philippians 1, 3 through 4. 1 Timothy 2, 1, Hebrews 13, 7, and James 5, 16. I think, I think we know what that James 5, 16 talks about, how, how when we pray for one another, we can be healed if we confess our sins. But I'm excited to read Hebrews 13, 7. I'm not sure what it says, so let's read it together. It says, Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of of their way of life and imitate their faith. So that specific one that I just read doesn't say pray for them. However, we know based off other scriptures that it does say to pray for our leaders. So it makes sense to pray for our friends. It makes sense to pray for someone who asks us for prayer, um, for someone who is um, uh, younger in the faith than we are. But how often do we pray for our leaders or pray for people that are more mature than us because sometimes we think they don't need it, you know? Everybody needs prayer. And if they are our leader, they need more prayer because they've got a lot on them, a lot riding on them, a lot of people listening to them, following them. The pressure, I can't even imagine it. Now that I think about that specific Um, thought 
I'm even thinking about like praying for our husbands because our, our husbands are the leader of the home. Like they have a lot of pressure riding on them. A lot of people looking to them. They need our prayers. Yeah. And how loving is it to pray for someone? For the things that you know that they need, but also the things that you don't know that they actually need necessarily, but things that you can assume, perhaps. <clears throat> I know that I always feel encouraged when people tell me that they're praying for me or, or when I hear someone praying over me, especially when their words are like spot on. Like it just encourages my heart in such an amazing way. I love it. <laughs> okay, the next one is tell the truth to each other. It says Ephesians 4.25, Colossians 3.9, 1 Peter 2.1, and 1 Peter 3.10. And I think I'm going to read the Ephesians one. I remember what that one is off the top of my head, and I think I want us to read it. It's 4.25. It says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So... Paul uses the example of a body when he talks about the church, that we are members of one another, that one, one is a hand, one is a foot, one is an eye, and, and all are necessary, all are important. We work together. We can't all be eyes. We can't all be feet. Like We have to be the specific member that we are, but we are members of the same body. And Christ is the head of that body. And so if we are members of one another, telling the truth to one another is, is interesting in this verse. He says, therefore, having put away falsehoods, basically, since you've put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For, which is kind of like a because, we are members of one another. So because you are members of one another, tell the truth to each other. Why would you lie to your eyeball? <laughs> Why would you lie to another part of your body? Because guess what? That's going to hurt you. You know, like, which I don't understand, but smoking. Why would you smoke? That's going to hurt your body. Why would you drink? That's going to hurt your body. But... I can talk about myself. Why would you eat french fries? <laughs> That's going to hurt your body. Like really, like it's going to harm your body rather than, than help it. Why would you do that? Like if we think of each other as a member of ourself, that what we do to them like, will in turn affect us, maybe we will think differently about how we operate with members of our body <clears throat> we will treat them better because we know without our pinky toe we have no balance and we fall over we know if we get a paper cut in our finger like everything hurts I have a paper cut right now and it's getting better but like everything hurt for like a week cutting food doing my hair picking up our girls like it was crazy everything 
which leads us to the next one, which is to be kind to one another. Zechariah 7, 9, Colossians 3, 12, 1 Thessalonians 5, 15, or bring joy to each other. Being kind and bringing joy rather than being strife and division and and anger. Like, obviously that hurts them, but it in turn hurts us if we think of ourselves as members of one another. So I'm going to go on to serve one another. Acts 20, 35, James 1, 27, 1 Peter 4, 10, and 1 Peter 5, 5. Since there are two in 1 Peter, I'm going to read those, if that's all right with y'all. <laughs> um, my little girls are awake, so if you hear them, <laughs> hope it's okay. Um, so, 1 Peter, what did I say? <laughs> 4.10. Okay, that one says... As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So not only are we members of one another, but we have been given a gift by the Holy Spirit for one another. Like our gifts, which I knew this before, but like when I think about it, it like totally changes how I think about my gifts. But like our gifts were specifically given for the body of Christ for the church like God did not give me a gift of encouraging or understanding scripture or being a connector of people just for me to use that to make myself look cool he didn't give it to me to use it in the world no he gave it to me specifically for his body like so I must be I should be using it in ways that help his body like if I'm not then I'm not using that gift properly which he could then take it away and then two I'm totally missing the point of why I have it like our gifts are to are to be used to serve one another and whatever gift God has given you use it to serve one another the body of Christ the church serve one another first Peter 5 5 says likewise you who are younger does it say more yeah first Peter 5 5 likewise you who are younger be subject to the elders Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So rather than serve one another as the phrase, in, in my version it says, um, being humble toward one another. Which is interesting because what is a servant? Who is, like, what is a servant? A servant is someone who is humble. <laughs> like a servant is someone who has lower themselves to put you higher I guess like Jesus came to serve Jesus the son of God the king of kings washed the disciples feet the lowliest task known to man he did it and he said now I want you to do this the greatest among you will be the servant the greatest among you is the humble one 
we should be clothed clothe yourselves all of you with humility we should be clothed with humility we should be known as servants not known as i don't know the speaker or the for example we shouldn't be known as the encourager we shouldn't be known as the the podcast host we shouldn't be known as the the mom who hosts all the great parties no we should be known as the servant we should be clothed in humility because that that is really what's going to help us to love one another like Christ has loved us because he clothed himself in humility he was the servant he served us he was patient with us he comforts us he forgives us come on forgiving one another Let's read that one. Okay, there's um, Luke 6, 36 through 37, Luke 17, 3 through 4, Colossians 3, 13, and 1 Peter 3, 9. Since I'm in 1 Peter, I'm just going to read 1 Peter 3, 9. It says, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Why do I like that? doesn't say forgive but it says having unity of mind it makes me think of how we're called to have unity because if we are one body we should have one mind right and our mind is in our head and our head is Christ and just like Philippians 2 says that we should have this mind that is ours in Christ Jesus So every believer should have the mind of Christ, thinking like Christ. How did Christ think? Christ thought humbly. Christ thought lovingly. Christ thought sacrificially. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, a humble mind. Those look like Jesus. Does that not look like him? He was tender and humble. He loved, oh my gosh, did he give us sympathy and comfort and, and, and compassion. And yet we look at others with, with anger and I'm better than you and they didn't listen to me and I don't need them, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm being dramatic, but Jesus never looked at us like that, ever. So even the fact that we look at people like that even once says that we are not loving like he did. Lord, I pray that we would have a unity of mind, compassion and sympathy towards one another, brotherly and sisterly love, tender hearts, humble minds. Lord, let us be clothed in humility, clothed in tenderness and compassion where we can say, forgive them for they know not what they do. Only a true servant could say that (laughs) on the cross, you know? And I understand that we have a long way to go. I get it. I get it. And I get it. But that is our goal. Having unity of mind. Lord, give us the mind of Christ. 
that we may think like a servant, act like a servant, become a servant in our inward being. It says, be generous with each other. And then I'm going to go to the last one where it says, honor each other. And I want to read Romans 12.10. I don't know if you know that one, but this is probably one of my, hmm, I guess I could say one of my favorite verses. I don't do it well, but I would like to. So it says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another. (laughs) So I'm not really a competitive person, but there are people out there that really like to compete. And rather than competing to be better than them and put them down, we are... If you, you can still be competitive. God's not saying don't be competitive. He's just saying compete at showing honor. Like be better at showing honor than them. <laughs> you know? And and honoring people is like, like, oh yes, let's look at them. Let's love them. Let's serve them. That's gonna make them feel so good. Don't people love to be honored and recognized and appreciated? Yes, 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 and yes. And if this is your body, you're going to want to love it. You're going to want to love it. You should want to love it at least. Which makes me think about um, how Paul talks about marriage in Ephesians. If I can remember how to turn a page in my Bible. I have used my Bible app so much that, like, my fingers are like, how do I flip a page? Crazy, right? But I think about, um, in Ephesians 5, it says in verse 28, In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it cherishes it just as Christ does the church oops because we are members of his body now just as Christ does the church sounds very much like love one another as I have loved you right okay so Christ the perfect husband loves his church his wife as his own body because it is his own body and we are members of his body and what does that mean He doesn't hate his own flesh. He nourishes and cherishes it. So that means for us, we should be nourishing and cherishing other people in the body of Christ. We should not be hating them, but the exact opposite. We should nourish and cherish it. And and here's why. Here's another reason why. Because he who loves his wife loves himself. So he who loves the church loves himself. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) He who loves the church loves himself. Because we are members of that body. If you love your body, you will nourish it and cherish it. You will put good things in it. You'll protect it from harm. You will care for it. He who loves the church loves himself. 
Can I pray over you? Father, I understand that there are some listening that have been hurt by the church. I understand. I understand. And I am not exempt from that. I've been hurt. Um, That hurt isn't causing me to run away from your church. However, for some of your children, it is. But I, I think you want to remind us that just because people do things wrong doesn't mean that the church is bad. Because the church, the true church, are members of your body. People that love you and know you and want to know you. And there are people in the body of Christ that truly do love one another. That serve them. That are kind to them. That forgive. That honor. That pray for Lord, I pray that we would not close ourselves off because of the hurt that we've experienced, that we keep ourselves from experiencing the true joy that you have for us. Because just like a bad relationship, we can be so angry at the man who hurt us that we miss out on the good one that you have for us. Because not all men are dogs, and not all church people are dogs. So... Help us. (laughs) Heal us. You say in James 5.16 that if we confess our sins to one another and pray for one another, that we would be healed. Maybe we need to start confessing that we don't love God's church. And then we pray for hearts to love it, that we may be healed from the hurt. And that we make it a tender heart, sympathy, unity of mind, and a humble one. Because he who loves the church loves himself. Because we are members of it. We are members of this body. Lord, help us to see other believers as a part of us. They are members of us, Lord, that we may nourish and cherish one another. In Jesus' name, amen. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe. If you loved it, please share. If you got to have it, please write a review. I truly would love to hear what you have to say. And if you want more, tune in next week as we finish talking about loving the church by specifically talking about your church because it's great to talk in theory but now we've got to talk in action so get ready (laughs) i'm excited i hope you are too but until then i will leave you with second peter one two may the grace of the lord jesus christ rest on you and your families i love you